You're listening to another great message from Northside Community Church. Uh, well, what a night, hey? What a night, what an experience uh, to see just so many of the different stories uh, from all of these wonderful youth, uh, to see beautiful little Baxter getting uh, dedicated. Uh, and so it's my role as we head towards the end of the service now just to finish the sermon because uh, in each and every one of the stories, uh, we have seen how church uh, often used to operate. And that was that there weren't necessarily preachers that are up here telling everyone what you should be doing and how you should be living. Instead, people were coming with a sense of joy and excitement and wonder at the transformation of God in their life. And the church celebrated that and they rejoiced. And that was a pattern of how we did church. And so in that way, I just continued the sermon that has been happening tonight. And I don't know about you, but um, I've, I've been smelling something in the auditorium tonight. It's not the dinner wafting through the doors. It was, it was over in this direction. Yeah, and it's what I suspected. It's, it's new, new Christians, new Christians. <laughs> I love the smell of new Christians in the evening. <laughs> what I love about new Christians in church is new Christians, they're an incredible blessing to the church. Um, but they're also, if you read the Bible, they're the church's biggest problem. We're going to see that from the scriptures, trust me. You're going to see that. Uh, really, uh, because all the, uh, all the differences that they bring really uh, beg us to ask the question, how, how do we get along with people who are vastly different from us? That is what this series, Correlate, has been all about. And so uh, we're going to have a look at uh, Romans chapter 14, verses 1 to 5, briefly as we head towards the end of the service. It says, accept those people whose faith uh, is weak without passing judgment on disputable matters. Uh, One person's faith allows them to eat everything, but another person whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. So a biblical basis for vegetarianism. (laughs) The man uh, or woman who eats everything must not look down on them and uh, the one who does not. And the person who does not eat everything must not condemn the person who does, for God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his his own master, he stands or falls. And they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. Have you you ever had one of those situations where you've been so enthralled by a TV program that that you know is garbage, uh, but you just can't take your eyes off it anyway? Anyone had that experience? Uh, for, for me, it's that show on Channel 9 called Big Brother. <laughs> and I did. I, I succumbed the other week. Uh, my flesh is weak. Your spirit's strong in me. Um, you know, for those that, that have the gift of self-control and don't watch uh, that particular show, let me fill you in on what Big Brother is all about. It's basically uh, this concept where they get a whole heap of housemates, a whole heap of people that are chosen or selected, and they cram them into this purpose-made house in the middle of Dreamworld up on the Gold Coast. And these are people of all uh, different ages, all different uh, you've got guys and girls, you've got Asians, you've got Aussies, you've got uh, homosexuals, heterosexuals, you've got employed, unemployed, you've got younger people, older people. In other words, that house is full of people that are different. Uh, they're different age, different gender, different sexuality, different vocation. They're different. Now, I want us, if you haven't seen Big Brother, please go and watch it this week because that, that friends, tonight, that's a snapshot of the church. 
That, that's a snapshot of the church. That, that is what the church did look like in Rome. That's what the church looked like in Corinth. That's what the church looked like in Ephesus. It's what the church should look like in Crow's Nest. People who are vastly different from each other. And the church, in that sense, is not much different from Big Brother. We're, we're, a, we're a house full of people of different gender and different ethnicity and different sexuality and different vocation. And I guess in that, we've got to ask ourselves the question, why is Big Brother so flippin' enthralling? (laughs) It's because we're always asking the questions, how can people of all those differences in such a confined space get along? How can they continue to get along? And that's a question we ask in Big Brother. It's a question that the Americans asked in the civil rights movement in the 60s. It's a question that we've asked post 9-11. It's a question that humanity asks. And we, we believe here that the Bible gives us a clue as to how we do that. So what can we gain briefly from the, from the insights from the Bible here? Well, the first insight is that Big Brother always sends intruders into the house. That's the first biblical insight that I got out of it. Uh, that, that the universal big brother, God, is always sending intruders into his house. Now, intruder can sound like a strong uh, and a harsh word, uh, but it's a great word to use because intruders encroach on your space. Intruders, intruders encroach on, on what you feel is your property, right? And that's exactly what new Christians do. New Christians come in, they were vastly different. In Galatians 5, uh, they were all sorts of different people. Peter wouldn't eat ham sandwiches with them. You know, 1 Corinthians 8, some of them were eating all sorts of weird food that was sacrificed to their idols, and the existing Christians didn't like it. In, in uh, Acts chapter 15, some of the new Christians wouldn't get the snip downstairs like the rest of the Jewish boys. And the new Christians and and the existing Christians didn't like it. Intruders, they they get up in your face. They get up in the face of existing Christians, and God loves it. I'm sure He smiles about it because that's how He designed His church to be. And the only difference between, I guess, Channel 9's Big Brother and the Universal Big Brother is that in Channel 9's Big Brother, everyone inside the house is trying to vote people out of the house. In this Big Brother, everyone's trying to keep them in. God always sends intruders into the house. But secondly and finally, we learn that, that the universal big brother, God, his housemates, like the show, always look vastly different. Uh, totally different. Now, have you ever noticed when you watch the show how awkward it is when the intruders first get into the house? Uh, have you ever seen how much they, they try hard to fit into the culture and, and all the stupid games that the big brother housemates have been playing and, 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 and they're all overly ebullient and they're trying to do all sorts of things. But, but the problem is they just don't seem to fit that culture, do they? That's part of the tension, a few of them, in this particular one episode that I watched. That's, uh, that's what had happened with these intruders. One of them's in tears because you know, no, no one liked her. She wasn't as funny as the other girl. Now, uh, they're different. Housemates are different. This, look, the illustration's helpful because we're, we're going to get the principle out of a really weird part of this passage here. Because Paul says, uh, one person's faith allows them to eat everything, but another person whose faith is weak, they eat only vegetables. So the person who eats everything mustn't look down on the vegetable eater, and the, the person who does not eat everything must not condemn the person who does eat everything. <laughs> now, Paul's giving us a case study here. This is a food fight. A food fight in the church. To one side of the church, he's saying, don't look down on the people who can eat whatever they want. And to the other side of the church, he's saying, don't turn your nose up at the people who choose to only eat specific things. Now, look, to you and I today, that makes no sense. (laughs) 
Um, I think we've got nachos for dinner, so if you like nachos, you can eat that in church tonight. The point is, the, here's, it needs a bit of Bible understanding. It's, it's, in simple language, it's saying to the new people of the church, the intruders, that cultural differences will begin to emerge when you turn up. And that there will be an existing culture that's in there. But at the same time, he's saying to those that were from the Jewish culture, that refraining from eating different sorts of food, uh, for them, like that was a source of national identity. <laughs> for them, uh, it was a method of cleansing themselves before God, and it still is today. But to the newer Christians, the, the, the intruders from the Greek background, um, they're thinking that we'll eat whatever we want. And here's the principle. The problem was that the existing Christians in the house, in the Big Brother house, were unne- they were creating unnecessary cultural barriers in order to make themselves feel like they were spiritually okay. Doing all sorts of things that made them feel you know, puffed up and, and I'm a more important Christian. And look, the, the, the risk is that we, we do that all the time in church. You know, for me, look, I, 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 have, I have been known from time to time when I'm feeling you know, overly spiritual that I might raise my hands just another one or two inches higher in the middle of worship. Yeah. <laughs> because I, you know, I'm, I'm feeling spiritual. And I'm sure that there are people in this place that are thinking, well, will that bloke get his fingers out of my face? I'm trying to sing here. <laughs> now, a worship pastor can expand on what all of that means, but, but the, the, the point is this. We do it in other ways. We, all, we use all sorts of funny Christianese language in church from time to time. In our connect groups, we use any of the shuns. Salvation, sanctification, justification, regeneration. Just use any of the shuns and you can sound like a really spiritual Christian. <laughs> right? And Paul's saying, look, guys, whatever you do in Christ's don't you dare begin to use those sorts of things as a barrier to a new person in the church. That in this big brother house, people will be different. That's how I designed it. Because, and here's what he's saying, I want to I show the world that there is a way that you can get along. And how can we get along? Because you know, I call it the Guy Sebastian principle, right? We talked that last Christmas. You know, you know dear God, dear Father, dear Muhammad, dear Mary. Can't, why, you know, why can't we all just get along? You know, the Guy Sebastian approach is the everyday world's approach that, that says, you know, look, we, we've just, you know, we, yeah, we just got to get on with each other. You know, it's, it, that's a false tolerance. I call it a moi tolerance. I'll show you what a my tolerance is. Have you guys ever seen girls who really don't like each other, greet each other? If you haven't watched The Bachelor this week, I heard you might be able to... <laughs> well, you get, you get eight girls competing for the one guy and they all get in the house together and they... Oh, you know, it's a tolerance. Oh, hi, hi, sweetie. Oh, you're gorgeous, sweetie. And you can just see them gritting their teeth going, I hate you. It's, it's, it's a moi tolerance. The world's tolerance is that, that, that we have to just get along, that we all have to respect each other's views. You see it in the Big Brother house. You know, people that are there that are pastors, all sorts of different views. We, we all, you've got to respect your view and I'll respect your view and you've got to respect my view, but we must just get along somehow. And, and it's, 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 a, it's, a moi, it's, a, it's a false tolerance because at the end of the day, it's saying we, we must get along. You go to your corner, I go to my corner. And that's how we'll resolve our differences. And Paul dares to say, no, the Bible is the exact opposite of that. It's deeper on that. He's saying, no, don't go to your corner. If someone is wrong and they don't believe in the fundamental truths of the church, then, okay, at some point you're going to have to correct the error. 
So don't just go to your corner. But at the same time, he says, you can't be a false tolerance. I want you to go in. Look at verse 1, what he says here. Accept those whose faith is weak without quarrelling over disputable matters. Paul's saying, I want you who are more mature in the church to accept those who are weak. He's saying, don't just moi them. (laughs) Don't just high sweetie them and grit your teeth. Accept, in the Greek word, talks about drawing in to open up your circle of life. In fact, to readjust your life in order to cater to the needs of that person. So Paul's not calling us to go our own way, but towards those that are different. That's vastly different from the world. And so, friends, we've got to ask too, how do we walk away from here tonight as we finish up going, oh, well, okay, I'm just going to be nice to people because you know, the world says that oh, we should all just get along. But no, no, Sam said we shouldn't do that, so I'm just going to do what Sam says. Because, you know, that, that, that's an external conformity that's no different from what postmodernism says to us. No, there's, there's a dynamic that's deeper. There's a nuclear fuel rod that's deeper. And, and I discovered it in the episode, funnily enough. You know, no wonder it was so enthralling. The, the intruders, it was the episode where they had to get voted off. And so basically they'd been competing to stay in the house for the week. And so it had come down now where all the various housemates had to cast their vote for these two particular intruders. And so for one of the girls, it was eight housemates or whatever, and the vote comes out at seven to one against one of these poor girls. And you can see her there trying not to cry. She's uh, hanging her head in shame. It was just getting awkward. And, and she's packed up her bags and she's ready to go and everyone's getting ready to moi her off and out of the house. And, and, and then comes this shock announcement, you know, that classic voice, housemates, this is big brother. And, and they look up to the screen and there, there is one of the guys, Nathan, who's already in tears and he's in the diary room. That's the special place where you go to talk to big brother one-on-one. And he's informed big brother that he's willing to give up his place in the house. So this intruder, this outsider can stay. And I thought God had a purpose and a plan for me watching this stupid episode after all. <laughs> because, because I said, bang, that, that's it. That's it. That's the gospel. That, that's the message of Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, Big Brother says, never in history has this happened before. And I'm going, whatever, Big Brother. I've, I know this story. This, this happened once before. There was an insider who was in Big Brother's house that decided that he would give up his place so anyone who was an intruder could move from the outside back to the inside. The Philippians 2 said, though he considered equality with God something to be grasped, he humbled himself and made himself into the likeness of a human being and he was obedient even to death, death at a cross. You think Big Brother came up with that story? That's the story of the Bible. (laughs) Paul says, we accept people who are different because each and every one of us, at some point, whether you're a new Christian or you're an old Christian, recognise at one point in time you're an outsider. In fact, you're an intruder. And that Jesus Christ is the very one who gives up his place in the house so that you can come in. And so, friends, the application is obvious and clear for us tonight. Paul talks to two different types of people in this auditorium, in, in the Big Brother house tonight. First of all, he talks to the housemates, talks to you, the existing housemates, the Christians. He says, don't, he says don't, don't, who, who are you to judge other people when Jesus Christ himself became an outsider so you could be an insider? Who are you to play insider with someone else? 
Who are you to vote someone out of my house? Everyone's welcome. He also says to the intruders, don't, don't thumb your nose up at the existing Christians. Just learn from them, grow from them, tap into their wisdom. I, I, I love that we're part of a community here that's full of young and old in this place. Young adults, don't miss the opportunity to learn and grow from the wisdom of our older generation in this place. So he talks to the housemates, but he also talks to those who are on the outside of the house tonight. You know, do you think a, do you think a house in Dreamworld with a swimming pool and a snazzy kitchen is about as good as it gets? Friend, if you're if you're outside of the house, recognize that that's that's not the that's pointing to the greater house. That's not pointing to a house that's in Dreamworld. It's pointing to a house that is Dreamworld. That is heaven. And the, 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 the God, God says to you tonight, I am my son Jesus Christ has given up my place. So simply, you can come in. But friends, I've got to ask tonight, do you need to do some time in the diary room? <laughs> You've got to do some one-on-one time, a bit of confession with Big Brother tonight. Christians, understand why it is that we're in this house that's called Northside Community Church tonight. Friends, if you're outside of that house, He gave up his place so that you can come in. Let's pray.